Welcome to the SBP podcast, the voice of mobile film. You are listening to episode 49, and I'm your host, Susie Botello. Being the director of a film festival is a mixed bag of goodies and a time consumer. But all of you are always on my mind, and I know you may think I forgot about you, our listeners, because it's been a while, but I have not, and I could not. So today's podcast is where I share insights into my passion for mobile film as a whole. But first, I want to share a few words from some of the filmmakers whose films were selected for the International Mobile Film Festival happening April 27th and 28th in San Diego. You can find these videos on the YouTube link on our show notes or on social media for the film festival at Mobile, M-O-B-I-L, Film Festival on Facebook and at Mobile Film SD on Twitter and Instagram. proceed, I just have to give a shout out to our sponsors for this year's film festival, Red Giant Software, Swords and Circuitry Studios, Uncharted Regions, Film Convert, Blackbox.Global, Indiana Filmmakers Network, and Grip and Shoot. You can find them and links to their websites at the International Mobile Film Festival.com website. Now, Let's get to these awesome filmmakers who sent in a few words for you. First, we begin with Norelle Nash with her short film, Selfie. She says hello to all of you from Sydney, Australia. Hey guys, um, my name is Norelle and I'm a filmmaker from Sydney, Australia. I'm really looking forward to my short horror film, Selfie, which I shot on an iPhone 7, being screened at the 2019 International Mobile Film Festival in San Diego. Um, especially since I was actually able to attend last year and see my film, The Actor, win third place. So I know what a fantastic experience it will be and um, I can't wait for it to all happen and I hope you're all looking forward to it too. Joyce Axelrod with her short film, Baja Betty 3-Pod Perfect, sends her thoughts from San Diego. Here I am at our neighbourhood park where a few months ago I found the subject for my video that I entered into the Mobile International Film Festival. I am tickled that my documentary was accepted and I hope to see you at the festival in San Diego in April. My name is Joyce Axelrod. Ross Perkins will screen his feature film, Madhouse, and sends greetings from Sydney in Australia. Hi, my name is Ross Perkins, I'm from Australia. And I'm very, very excited that my first feature film, Madhouse, that I shot on my iPhone 6S, is playing at the International Mobile Film Festival in San Diego. Look forward to seeing you soon. We will share more of these in our next podcast. But for now, let's share one more greeting from Payson Stevens from Del Mar, California, for his short film, Divine Spell. And by the way, he's 
in this video in Manhattan, California, this winter. Hello, Mobile Film Festival. It's the end of January. I'm here in Union, Squ uh, Union Square Park uh, in Manhattan, and it's about 13 degrees. And lucky you who are in San Diego enjoying the warm weather. I'm a Del Martian, and I hope you enjoy my divine spell, which was shot in Torrey Pines Park, an incredible place. So have fun, and I um, hope to see you there. Bye. So I wanted to share something with you that I think you can benefit from as mobile filmmakers. Filmmaking in general is a wonderful industry. If you're not a mobile filmmaker, then you may be attracted to the freedom that mobile film gives your film and you. I'll share some benefits. First, there is funds and budgeting. Then there is the number of people that you'll need in your crew and the amount of gear too. And then location, location, location. You are definitely going to feel relief there. Now the benefits. The benefits I just named will also benefit you as a mobile filmmaker. The funding. Now, so you're going to now fund your own film. You can do several things. You can create a funding campaign and offer benefits to the people who back your project. You can ask some of your friends to help you with some of the costs and the resources so you don't have to pay for something. And you're also able to... Now, <laughs> this may be tough for some of you, but instead of eating out and going to the movies, hitting the nightclubs and whatever you do for entertainment, which is none of my business, you can spend your own money. Now, what do you need money for with a mobile film, right? Well, you should pay your actors. Okay, so wait. So you don't have actors because your film is an experimental film. And you just don't need the actors. So awesome. But you still may need a little help. And it's nice to pay for them. Even if they are your friends. Earn integrity by paying your friends when you can. And, uh, you know, cover the pizza. Uh, maybe you can also pay for your film to be screened somewhere as well. And hey, you know what? You can pay to run some ads to distribute your project. The crew. Okay, so you can go solo, kind of like me right now, going solo on my podcast today. But depending on the type of film that you make, your own experience, and how resourceful you are, you can cut your film down to just a few people. Just two people, even. Cutting down on people also means cutting down on equipment. So, okay, now the location. Oh my God, the location hurdle is going to be a huge relief. Now, depending on your scenes and other factors, your locations may need permits, but they may not. Your friend's mom may be okay with you filming with a phone and a few people compared to like a full crew and big equipment. Just make sure that you get a release from her to use the house and that she actually owns it. And be aware of things in the location, like brands. Is there an Ikea label showing on the chair? Or, or perhaps there's like a poster of a brand on the wall? Is there maybe like artwork on the wall? I mean, yeah, really, you, you have to go through the location with a fine-tooth comb. Then there are 
public places where you can get away with shooting short scenes without a problem. But no guns or murders. I mean, be sensible. But what about mobile filmmakers who are not traditional filmmakers? How do you benefit from mobile filmmaking? I know that you already know the answer to that. I know some of you like to use it as a stepping stone to traditional filmmaking. I don't know what you will say five years from now when traditional filmmaking is not so indistinguishable from mobile filmmaking. And we're practically there. But for now, let's say that your goal is to use this as a bridge to Hollywood. Okay, great. This is how you get experience. This is how you make mistakes that don't cost you as much as making mistakes with like other people's money. This is where you learn by doing. Mobile filmmaking is how you hone your skills and your talents. But there's a huge benefit to mobile filmmaking, which is what it does to the world in general. Now, yeah, it's a benefit for the environment because you can go out and film in nature and not disturb the environment as much as you do with a big crew, huge equipment, power generators, RVs, and so on. But there is a bigger benefit than all that. Hear me out, okay? What I'm going to share with you right now comes straight from my heart. It's all I've experienced and learned throughout my life, my studies, and the stories and experiences that others have shared with me. It's like the ingredients put into a pressure cooker, and this is what has been created. This is the stew, stories. That is the theme of the International Mobile Film Festival this year in San Diego. We're celebrating 10 years since we launched in 2009. And when I was thinking about the theme for this year, I got into my spaceship to get a view of the world. And as I got higher and deeper into space, I realized something which I could not define with words before. Stories. Stories have been here before the world existed. The universe has a story. Then the world became a part of the story of the universe, at least for us, because we came to the world and we basically took over it like we own it. Anyways, humans developed a need for expression and sharing. To express is to share. In many ways, this is true. But we're animals too, and animals are curious creatures. So we wanted to know about the story of us. We're a bit self-centered, aren't we? So the story of us is connected to the story of where we live. And to find the answer to who we are, we wanted to know the story of the world around us and where we come from. This is where things got complicated. A long, long time ago, there were no scientists like what we have today. Back then, people made assumptions, and then they went about proving and disproving them using the ancient ways of philosophy. Now, if you've ever been to court or watched court proceedings, you will realize that logic to prove or disprove something can be a serious heartbreaker. It's almost like unrealistic, and sometimes it just makes no sense. The law can make a case for you, just to give you an example, that you're an alien from another planet, and also it can make the case that Yeah, you're an alien from another planet which does not exist. Anyway, 
we began to create sense from our beliefs based on assumptions. And a lot of our assumptions came from convenience. Think back to your parents telling you the reasons for cleaning your room or putting the toilet paper roll on the dispenser this way or that way. You realize what I mean. So as we created civilizations, we gave leadership to people we held responsible for everything, almost like mini-gods to the rest of us. And as such, they established themselves by sharing stories. Stories to help you regard them as justified in their leadership. Stories that would make you and everyone around you respect them and display loyalty. The stories they told became history. Some based on reality and some based on nothing but a desire to manipulate an entire village, a people, a civilization, or even the world. What I'm trying to say is that stories are superior to anything, even money. We all know the power that money has over everything. But I can tell you that I truly believe that if money were no longer valued, it would cease to exist. And if there was no money, we would survive. However, stories are another thing. We cannot get rid of stories. Stories run everything and control more than what you think. Stories are undervalued today. Today, stories are taking front and center. Powerful people are realizing that stories have more power than money and that the right stories make money valuable. So going back to history for a minute, powerful people knew stories were the way to control humanity. And so they owned stories. You could tell stories and tell the most wonderful stories, but you could only share them with those around you. You also could not really contradict the established stories from the powerful leaders. People would not respect your stories over theirs. So what you could do was to structure stories creatively for entertainment. And what you could do with that story is to somehow make people feel something. You could send a message without people even realizing it. In fact, people could argue that your story did not intend to send a specific message. The power of these stories was the power of film. Filmmaking has the power to give you a story you can hear, watch, and film. The way that a film is structured can make you feel things. Film is a combination of art and science. You can manipulate sound and visuals to make everyone feel something. Not just one or two people in the room will feel it, but everyone. There is nothing more powerful than a story with intention. But of course, you need lots of money and equipment to make films. So while big Hollywood studi studios shared their stories with the masses, you were still trying to share your own stories with what you had. Then came these film cameras that we made little films with. But without studios backing us, we had no way to reach the masses. Film festivals came out to share those films, but still people went to see the big studio films. And independent films, the films made without studios backing them, were basically a niche. 
Now, it could not hold a candle to a blockbuster film with a big budget playing in all the theaters around the nation and distribute it around the world. But of course, it's no surprise that when the internet made itself human-friendly, as I call it, in the 90s, suddenly people were publishing stories and writing. Suddenly, audio began to make its way into websites. Suddenly, we were sharing stories around the world wide web. But the thing that was missing was film. Then broadband helped us get there. But still, filmmaking was limited to a group of people. Independent filmmakers made films and shared them through film festivals and other venues, but also online. However, their stories were their stories. They owned their stories. Then came cell phones with cameras. Finally, the stories would be owned by you and you and you and all of us. Suddenly, the world of storytelling became the evolution of humanity unlike we have seen in a very, very long time. Suddenly, everyone has a phone everywhere in the world. Suddenly, the films have a reach, unlike ever before, where you can share a film shot with a phone in film festivals and online. We are now seeing the real power of stories in the hands of the masses. It's causing a huge disruption in our world, in our society, and in civilization. And suddenly, even you have the power of storytelling through the best medium available. All you need is a story to create and share. Structure your story in the best way that you can and give people something that they will remember and give them something entertaining. And you have the power to make people feel what you want them to feel. Film festivals bring you the people behind the films into a space where you can hear their stories about how they created their films. There is a lot of value for you not to miss out on. I don't think people realize how powerful it is to actually have this opportunity. In our film festival, we give you the opportunity to interact with the storytellers, the filmmakers. We allow you to network with them. And if it's mutual, you can become friends and perhaps even work together on projects. But there is nothing more powerful than realizing the power of storytelling. We have experienced the power of stories in our film festivals over the years, but not just in the films, but in the stories from the creators. The energy in the room during our film festival can light up the world, and I hope that you will make an effort to be a part of it and experience this for yourself. Just remember that they use the same tools available to you. I think the value of this event happening April 27th and 28th in San Diego is one you should really not miss. It's an opportunity that comes once a year, and you are very, very much invited. So get the details on the website at internationalmobilefilmfestival.com. Honestly, I really hope that I didn't bore you with this solo podcast. I enjoy sharing this because I'm very passionate about it. And I hope that you find it valuable. And in all honesty, I wish you to be inspired.
I hope you feel like you just dug into your pocket and found a wallet filled with all the money that you thought you'd ever need. Because that's what I'm trying to help you find. The phone in your pocket has more value than making calls, shooting selfies, and posting on social media. It has the power to share your stories. And you can change the world. <laughs> 